Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Adult and Autistic Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Grant, and in this episode I'm talking with Paige Leal. I think that's how you say her surname. That's how she says it. It's not even a surname, it's a middle name. Anyway, that's how she says it. Paige is a autistic TikToker based over in Canada, and we just talk about well, she's that viral TikToker. Not that, that sounded kind of rude, but she's the girl who went viral on TikTok making videos about autism in women and girls. She's gone on to make further videos explaining autistic traits, and they're just really helpful for other um, autistic people to watch and be like, yes, that's me. And for neurotypical people to watch and be like, oh, I get it now. Well, get it a little bit more at least. I'm just going on with myself, so we'll get straight into the interview after I ask you to leave a review and rate this podcast wherever you're listening, if it is possible. Yeah, okay, we'll get into it now. <laughs> my name is Paige. Uh, my usernames everywhere are Paige Lael, which Lael is my middle name, but my last name is Hennicom. I'm, I live in Canada. I was born and raised in Canada, but my family's from Holland, so that's why the last name is a little weird, mm-hmm. and why our accent are quite different. <laughs> yeah, I'm five hours ahead of you. Um, I was diagnosed with autism about a week after my 15th birthday, and I just go about my life. Um, I recently downloaded TikTok, and that's where I've been talking a lot about autism and what it really is about. I think that there's a lot of misconceptions. And I also feel that every day in my life because I don't look like the stereotypical autistic person would look like, which also doesn't, you know, make sense because no one looks autistic, but that's why it's a lot of misconceptions. So that's all I do right now is I'm just vibing, trying to spread some info and let people know what's up. So how did your diagnosis come about? Yeah, so I was... I was diagnosed when I was 15 and um, I actually, a lot of people ask me, how did you get diagnosed? Because I think I'm autistic and I want to get diagnosed and I don't know. And I feel bad when people ask me that because it's a lot different for me mm-hmm. because I didn't think I was autistic. I didn't, I, I wasn't pressing for any kind of diagnosis. I wasn't, I, I was totally comfortable with believing that I was Just completely wrong. I was completely bad. I totally was like, this is, whatever's going on in my life is not okay, and it sucks. I, so a little bit of a trigger, I guess, here, but I, I was 14, and I tried to kill myself, mm-hmm. and then I was in the hospital, and that's finally when people started believing me that something was up. Um, before then, I had talked to my doctor, and he thought, that I'm just a normal teenage girl and things are bad sometimes. Um, But then once I was in the hospital, everyone was kind of like, oh, you are 14 and no one's helping you. No one, you're on no medication. You don't see a therapist. And I'm like, nope, I am just absolutely nuts. And my life is hard. And it was mostly because I was so stressed all of the time. And it wasn't so much that I was sad and wanted to to leave, but it was more like, I just want things to stop. Yeah. And so finally I was in the hospital and they, um, doctors everywhere were like, we got to get some kind of psychological assessment on you because you need help and you're 14 and this is not okay that our system has failed you. And then a couple of weeks later, I had a weird like Skype 
FaceTime interview thing in the hospital. It was weird, but it was like this child psychologist who's like a big hotshot guy somewhere in the UK. Uh, Usually it's like a a couple months waiting list to get in to talk to him. But they were like, this girl needs help ASAP Rocky. So let's put her in. And uh, I was in the hospital with my mom and I was FaceTiming this, this weird guy. And he just started drilling me with questions. Like it was the most stressful thing ever. It was like five hours straight of just talking to him and I was crying and I was screaming and not having a good time because it was so, it it was so intense. Like it was just hammering. Like, why do you feel that way? Why are you crying? Why, why do you think I'm yelling at you? Like everything I said, he had something back, you know, it was like, and then at the end it was like instant switch. She was like, okay, thank you Paige. That's the end of our (laughs) assessment. I was like, am I supposed to trust you now? <laughs> what? And then he just loaded on me, what's going on? First, he said, well, obviously, you have generalized anxiety disorder. You have a lot of anxiety. You also have depression and OCD. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. That's great. I can, I can, okay, I'll figure that out. And then he's like, but the main thing is that you are autistic. Sorry, my phone just went off of you. Oh, it was you? But yeah, he was like, you are autistic. And automatically I was like, nay, nay, that is incorrect because I don't know what autism is anyway. So why would I think that I'm autistic? I don't know. And he said that basically all of my other comorbidities stem from being autistic. And they're very, very common as someone who is autistic to have those associated with them. And that I am so smart, his words, okay, not mine. He's like, you are so smart that you have learned how to act completely average based off of the people around you. So he said, like, if you went anywhere, you could be able to adapt to a situation so easily, but it's so stressful for you because that's not real. That's not who you are. And that's why no one has figured it out until now. He was actually kind of shocked that my parents didn't, like, my mom was there and talking with him and suggesting so many things, like, in my childhood and he was like I don't understand how you didn't know that that she was autistic but that just comes from a lack of knowledge I guess from society right mm-hmm. and so I left there uh just turned 15 with four diagnoses and having to try to digest it that I was actually autistic and it was wild no, so as you were telling that story, like I was laughing, not obviously at you, just because it's so similar to <laughs> no, because it's, it's so similar to my story. Like, really? yeah, so I was in college, which is like not actual like high school. I don't know what you call it, but okay, um, I was like seventeen, and right. on the verge of being kicked out. But they were mm. like, "There's clearly something wrong with you here. Um, right. Go for a assessment." Um, it was just a mental health assessment and then they picked up from the way I couldn't express my feelings and stuff they were like let's try this um didn't tell us it was an autism assessment and then at the end of it they were like yeah right you're autistic and I was like what was that because I again I had no <laughs> yeah pardon I hadn't it was never on my radar um mm. but then again now I know more about autism I'm just like how the hell did no one know no one like, noticed the amount of times I ran, I was, I was six, year, six years old, I'd run away from school, I'd hide under desks, I'd, like, I'd always complain that I never had friends, even though I'd play with people. I was like, come on, guys. Like, no one knew. 
Oh, again, and I look back too, and like, in, I remember in grade one, everyone, we, uh, for us, there's like books you read and there's different levels, like A, yeah. B, C, D, all the way up to Z. And so when you're in grade one, you start reading at the A level, then the B level. And normally you finish grade one at around like a C or a D level. And I finished all of them in like the first month, all the levels. And then they started giving me like chapter books to read. And then I started writing essays. I had a special teacher that would come in and help me with, she was also a high school teacher and she'd come in and help me write essays on these books that I'd pick out. Yeah. And I'm like, and, and then I started working in a grade one classroom and I was like, oh, I'm so excited. And then I'm like, I was nothing like these kids. <laughs> these kids are all leaving like reading, like they're all average kids. Why did no one think anything was different about me? Why that was, was I writing amazing. essays when I was six? It's so, it's so yeah. crazy. I think, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I don't want to assume, but maybe it's because they'd rather just see the good than think yeah. about what could possibly come from the bad. Um, Honestly, I think that's true. Just be like, oh, that's amazing. You are just, you are just, you're just so good. Yeah. And I'm like, I am so stressed all the time, but okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Um, so what's your adult life like now? So you live with family, like what do you do for work? I do. So I'm 19 right now. Um, and so I still live with my parents. Um, I recently dropped out of school in October. Mm -hmm. I was in second year university so post-secondary school, yeah. right? So after high school, um, I was in second year and I was studying kinesiology, which is the study of the human body okay. and how it moves. Yeah, I know. Every time I say that, people are like, mm -hmm. huh? and I'm like, well, yeah. So it's like anatomy and physiology, basically. Okay. The whole thing. Um, I wanted to be a surgeon. I've always wanted to be some kind of surgeon. I think the human body is the coolest thing. And then I thought, if not a surgeon, I would teach because I love kids and I think I'm a good teacher. I tutored like my whole life. So I'm, I'm like, that is the next thing. So I went to school for a year and a half and then bad things happened at school. Mm -hmm. And then in the summer, bad things happened mm -hmm. again at home. And my therapist and my doctor team was like, you cannot go to school because you need to get over and like figure out these traumas yeah. um or like there's no way that you can succeed with these traumas still in the back of your mind like one thing happened like two weeks before I went to school and my whole team was like nope you are not going to school and I was like no no I am actually because that is what you do in life is you finish school in four years and you do it so I tried and then I was there and I was not having a good time and I was in the hospital once again and they said, you cannot be a doctor, Paige, when you're dead. So you should probably go. And I'm like, point. alrighty. So I came back home. I instantly was like, I need something to do and I need money. So I took a course on how to do lashes because I thought that was cool. I'm like, this is kind of like surgery, you know? You've got a little fingers, it's pretty tedious. Like, you gotta be careful, whatever. I'm like, that sounds like me. So I did it, um, and I ended up being really good at it. So I've been doing lashes for about six months, and I really, this is my lash room, actually, that I'm oh. in now. I did, it used to be my brother's bedroom, but then I redid everything. It's a little messy right now, because I have not had clients for a month, because of quarantine. But um, yeah, it's something that I'm really good at and uh, it's like, it's pretty good. I don't know. So I make money here at home for a bit and I'm saving up for a house, hopefully in the next two years. 
I can just buy a house and get out of there with my boyfriend. So we're splitting. We have a savings account together and we're going to try to get a house. I don't know if this, this market's going to crash soon because of Corona, but that might be cool for me. Because I might yeah. be a little cheaper. So, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's yeah, like silver lining, right? I don't know. You know, I mean, yeah. we've got to take the good with the bad. Um, yeah, because yeah, I think we were due to have a crash five years from now, but this has just yeah. sped everything up a little bit. So yeah. yeah, I'm like, okay, this is like the 1920s all over again. <laughs> it's, not, it's like the noughties all over again. It's like 2008. Yeah, sure. Don't get sure. It's going that far back. Um, <laughs> so you kind of, you've answered how did you came a last check. So what's the most challenging thing about having a customer-facing job? Um, I think, oh, honestly, I think the most challenging thing is I put up that mask all the time, right? So my clients come in and I'm one way and I'm like, and then they lay down and they want to talk about like their personal lives and things that are whatever. And then I get into that where I'm like, yeah, you know, and the mask (laughs) drops and my personality just flips and I don't usually notice it until after and I'm like whoa why did you share so much and talk about random things that no one cares about why did you do that but thankfully I think that well now everyone in my hometown knows that I'm autistic from all these videos um I usually I'm not hidden about it I wasn't really before but I don't go around telling everybody for fun I just like I, I find I hate the idea of having like society makes you have to come out as different you know I'm like oh I hate that I just want to be who I am but I, so I think that a lot of times my clients come back because they're like Paige is trustworthy and will talk to me and we're friends and we bond but that definitely can be a detriment to myself is shut up <laughs> you know like stop talking and going on about things that aren't important and why are you telling me you know I just like why am I talking about these things I think that would have to be the worst part is the social interaction aspect of it but I mean they're facing away and their eyes are closed so I can really look and do whatever I want and they don't know it's just my words I talk so much which I'm doing a lot in this video too I'm talking so much and I'm so sorry (laughs) why you're here it's what you're meant to do this is the one (laughs) you can talk loads and it's a podcast it's what we do (laughs) so oh something to do with masking so like how do you feel at the end of the day once you spent the whole day dipping in and out of masks oh at the end of the day if I've been masking for a whole day I am absolutely exhausted I usually will get a stress headache like right here Mm -hmm. at some point and when everyone's gone and it's just my family here I absolutely shut down like I no communication no verbal communication I should say um like I'm definitely aggressive not like physically but I'm very like aggravated um like my family tries to make me laugh or anything I get like mad and I don't I don't mean to but it's just like so exhausting and I have to go to bed like I I also have medication so every time I get overly stressed my meds it's kind of like my meds are like hiding away and then I get stressed my meds are like okay time to come out and then they like crash me down so after a whole day I am so tired and my family tries to like intervene and I'm like, literally don't talk to me. I am scared that I'm going to be mean and I'm not a mean person, but it's so draining. It's so draining. So what you tend to do to recover, just go to bed and isolate a little bit. 
I, yeah, what really helps me is being alone after that, because I think part of being alone is I can do whatever I want to do. So when I'm alone, often I will put on some kind of movie or TV show, even if I'm not watching it, it's there. And it's something I can take out of my head. And then now I'm in their world, which is always helpful. Like there is always, 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 always something on my phone playing at all times. Even if I'm like eating or having a conversation, I am listening to all to you and this thing at the same time, you know, I am doing this and this and this. And so that, that is something I will do because it takes me out of this and then into whatever they're doing. So I don't have to think, which is really helpful. <laughs> and also I really like being organized. So I have a bullet journal and I'm also, I'm pretty like creative. So my bullet journal is good for organization and making things look pretty. Yeah. So at night I go back into my bullet journal. I make my one for next month. And then my one for this month, I'm writing down like, you know, did I shower today? Did I put on my makeup today? Did I make my bed? How many meals did I eat? What did I eat? I like keeping track of all those things and just getting me grounded to mm -hmm. what is in the now. And yeah, going to bed because I will be tired. <laughs> it's hard. How much of your tracking is due to like the grounding and just having there's something to do? And how much is it due to like, if you don't do it, you'll forget because of executive dysfunction and stuff like that? Right. I think that um, when it comes to food, I definitely, if I don't do it, I will forget. I have, um, which is also common in a lot of autistic people, and I don't know what it's called, but just like a lack of like your body telling you what you need. Is that what it's, what's it, what's it called? What'd you say? Inter, inter perception or inter perception. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, oh. so I, oh. I don't know. Yeah, I had, even when I was younger, before I was diagnosed, my doctor told me, <laughs> and I don't know why, he didn't know, but he was like, Paige, I know, okay, this is TMI, okay, this is weird, you can include this, but I, I mean, it's weird, okay, but he was like, Paige, why are you not peeing as frequently as you should, I you know, and I was like, I, I just don't, did you have that? And he was like, your kidneys are huge, yeah, and I'm like, what? I'm like, I just don't have to pee. And he's like, well, you need to. And I'm like, <laughs> but I don't. But I don't have to. I don't know. My kidneys were, he's, I was like eight years old. He's like, your kidneys are the size of your mom's because you just don't, I know. And I was like, well, it looks like I'm going to need a kidney transplant because I'm a loser that doesn't pee. But I fully just, I just don't know. So every morning I make an effort to go use the bathroom, even if I don't feel like I need to, you know, I just go and Cause it, cause it, you gotta, but yeah. like my body just doesn't tell me. And same thing with food. I'm not hungry a lot of the time and I, I, I can go full days without eating. And then my head hurts and I feel like a loser. And then I'm like, why am I like this? When I was like, cause you didn't eat. And I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> so I have a food log to write down what I eat, making sure I'm getting enough calories um, especially because, well, besides quarantine, I mean, I usually go to the gym. Mm -hmm. So making sure you eat when you go to the gym is uh, extra important, right? So if I don't, if I don't write those things down, I definitely will not do them. But then a lot of other things like, you know, clean your room, make your bed, shower, like whatever. That's just kind of like something to do, like rules and a routine every day, just to feel, I guess, some kind of security especially now when there's nothing to do all I've been doing all the time is just writing like think things to do and keeping track and seeing that I'm doing them every day and it just 
it really just takes me back and is like, here's some things you can control during this time where everything's out of control. You have these things that you can do, so do them. And then my brain's like, okay, that sounds really good. I'll do them. And that, yeah, that's great. But I definitely have to write down when to use the bathroom, when to eat, which I know sounds really weird, but to me, no, because that's also cool. my life. It's great. Like, cool. the first person who I've had, like, explain exactly what I go through. Like, people have touched on it a bit. and be like, oh, yeah, I get dehydrated. I'm like, no, I didn't drink water for a whole weekend. I didn't leave my bed, so I didn't realize. Yeah, that's wild that you feel the same. Yeah, you get the lower back pain, and you're just like, why am I, why does that hurt so much? And it's just like, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm definitely full, you know? I definitely, you know, stuff needs to be eliminated. Didn't know that. Fully. Um, this is a really pathetic link, but I'm going to make it. <laughs> um, how do you cope on off days in front of clients? Ooh, um, oh, probably not as good as I wish that I was or that I think I'm doing. I think that when I'm having an off day, it's really easy to not talk once I get in there. Or uh, like I can tell people, but sometimes people just talk too much and then their eyes start moving. And then I'm like, I can't do your lashes when you're talking. So you need to be quiet. And I, sometimes I will literally just say like, you're moving around a little bit. So I'm just going to keep the talking to a minimum so I can get stuff done so that I don't have to talk. Also, what I'll do is I play music usually because that can get people relaxed and sometimes they'll fall asleep. So depending on if I know this person is going to come in and talk to me a lot or whatever, how I'm feeling, I'll change the music to be like something more relaxing so they'll fall asleep or I'll turn the music up so that they can't talk to me because they can't hear anything. And so <laughs> that's usually what I do because then it just makes me feel like I'm still alone. You know, I'm still doing my own thing, keeping busy, doing my thing, but I don't have to pretend or do anything I don't want to do. That's, yeah, that's, that's the beauty of what I do is people have their eyes closed and they're not looking at me. So I can do whatever I want. <laughs> um, do you have any like issues or have you noticed now after diagnosis, like with eye contact? Cause we're dealing with eyes a lot here. Oh yeah. 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 I definitely have, um, issues with eye contact. I always have, but my parents are both very outgoing and very, like we live in a really small town and everyone knows who my parents are. So anyone that even that doesn't know me, they look at me and they go, Oh, I know exactly who your parents are. Cause you look just like your parents. So I'm like, ah. Oh. so when I was a young kid, they always taught me to greet someone look them in the eyes and shake their hand. And I didn't know that apparently people don't go around shaking hands until I was like 15 when I had like my first boyfriend and I shook his mom's hand and she said that I was weird. And I was like, that's what people do. And he, she's like, no, they don't. I'm like, oh. So I give an excess amount of eye contact, but only when I'm masking. Mm -hmm. And then if, if not, if I'm like completely comfortable, like I can hear you just fine when I'm not looking in your eyes, you know, I can hear you absolutely just fine. So if, if like someone's talking to me and especially if I have like sensory overload like I if I look at you and you're talking like I'm zoned out and I can't hear you at all and now you know that didn't make any sense but I can look away and her look somewhere else like I don't understand why it's such a big deal I have to stare you in the face I can hear you just fine when I don't so it, I, it's a fine line like I either have really 
I try to have good eye contact, but I also have huge eyes. And sometimes people will come to me and like, I'll be looking at them in the eyes and they'll go. And I'm like, whoa, what's that about? And they're like, oh, that's literally just your face. I thought you were, I thought you were doing that. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh, I'm a loser. So I'm, I have very, a lot of eye contact, which also seems more intense because my eyes are massive, but it, it, it can vary. And I think that like with my family and with my close friends and my boyfriend, they know that I don't need to be looking at them to listen and understand fully what they're saying. But like to everyone else, I feel like, oh, look at, I respect you, you know, <laughs> this much. This is my respect for you. Can I hear what you're saying? No, but I've made scripts in my head. So I can probably bounce back with whatever you say because I already have ideas. That's the last word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> that's that. So what made you want to start creating TikToks around autism? You know, that's funny. The first time I ever made a TikTok about autism was because I was seeing this audio on TikTok that... I know the one you mean. You know the one? Yeah. Oh, like, yep. well, Alice, it seems we both have autism. autism. Yeah, it's from like a TV show or a movie and the two people that are talking are actually autistic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then people were using it and they're using like a funny face filter and they're like uh, making fun of it, you know, like being like, oh, and me and my best friend both fail, you know, oh, it looks like you're autistic, you know, or like when, when I don't know what's going on in school, like whatever. And I was mad because I'm like, I don't think people understand what autism is. Are you for real? Like, no, nay, nay. And so I, my first video, I was really angry. And I said, hi, I am autistic and I'm a genius. So y'all better stop with this weird, making fun of autistic people being dumb thing. And that's, that's really where it's, where it started. And then it got, I think like 200,000 likes. And I was like, whoa, okay. So there's something happening that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. And then I made, like, everyone was like, how'd you get diagnosed? You're not autistic. Like, I don't believe, whatever, blah. And so I made another video of, like, what autism looks like in girls. Mm -hmm. And it has, like, 1.8 million likes. That, and I, I was like, whoa. And so since then, I'm like, I guess this is what, I guess this is my thing. You know, I guess this is what people like to hear and like to see. So maybe I'll elaborate on that. But and it's it's kind of gnarly that it started with a stupid like video. Like I see that audio everywhere. And I think because I hated it, TikTok was like, here's more on your video page. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, I hate this so much. So I made a video and yelled at people. And then I I think what fuels me is spite sometimes. Because mm -hmm. people are like, you're not you're not autistic, you're not, you're not, so then I'm like, huh, I'm gonna make another video, you know, like, get wrecked, but, and that's how I just kept going, I thought, like, you know, this, this works, if people like this, then I do too, I mean, I'm really passionate about it, and if I'm changing people's minds and helping people, then that's, that's the best thing, so I'm happy. In terms of changing minds, I know that a comment you get a lot is that you've got like pretty privilege or like you're too this to be autistic, and like, what do you think about all that? I just, it just doesn't make sense. Like there's, I don't see any, there's no correlation ever between like 
and also being pretty is very subjective. Mm -hmm. Like many people also think I'm the ugliest thing they've ever seen. Like, and, and, and some think I'm, you know, disgusting and some think I'm cute and I don't know, like it's so subjective. So at the same, like there's no rank, I guess there is, I guess there's like physically they do those things where they look at the, you know, the, the ratio and the whatever yeah. of the face. So I guess there kind of is maybe a science to it, but there's no correlation between how you look and how your brain works. Mm -hmm. I, I always, yeah, I get told like, oh, you're too pretty to be autistic. What? That doesn't make any sense. There's no correlation. But also I seriously think that people confuse autism with Down syndrome. I seriously do. Okay. because all of all those comments that go you don't look autistic and also the assimilation of the r word being used yeah. to typically you know insult and describe both of us yeah and I, and I and i've said that before to people like that are like you don't look autistic i'm like do you expect me to have down syndrome and they're like are they not the same thing i'm like no they're absolutely not the same thing yeah. And someone said too to me, they're like, so you have an extra chromosome? No, I don't know where, I don't know, I don't know where that correlation started from, but I feel like it, it has something to do with the R word, which Most is likely. awful. Yeah. But I, but I, from what all the comments I've seen of people being like that, there's been a common thread that they associate autism and Down syndrome together. How and if, if, so go on. Yeah, sorry. No, you got that. I'm literally done. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you interact with people who are challenging you on your like diagnosis or like, where do you draw the line between, okay, let me educate you and you're just being a tool, an idiot? Yeah. I think that if people, when people insult me, um, and, oh, I got this awful message the other day from some loser. Like a comment or an actual direct message? An actual direct message. No, on my business account on Facebook, what? a huge thing, just calling me all the names under the sun, it was actually beautifully written. <laughs> I had to give this, this dude props because I'm like, that is, that is an exquisite piece of poetry you wrote me about how garbage I am. Yeah. But, when, but when people insult me, I'm like, are you, there's no way you're, there's no way I can respond to that whatsoever. You already have an opinion about me. Mm -hmm. I like, you were just a loser and I, you are going to get blocked. Like that's, that's absolute trash. Um, but when people have, I, I get a lot of comments and also a lot of DMS on Instagram and it's really hard. Like I'd say probably like at least a hundred a day on Instagram DMS and then comments, like, I don't know, thousands. So I definitely can't sort through everything, but luckily a lot of the DMS I get, I think mostly all of them are positive. Like people reaching out for a reason, right? It takes effort to find someone's Instagram from like TikTok or from Buzzfeed or something. Um, but then comments, I used to go a little nuts on when people would trash talk me because I'm like in my brain it's just like the egocentrism comes out and I'm like how do you not know what I know like I just don't understand how you how you think that I'm wrong when I know it like I know that I'm autistic and I but like you're saying I'm not like how do you not but then I have to sit back and I just have to remember not everyone is me yeah. not everyone knows you know and 
people are just being silly. And a lot of the times when someone comments a rude thing, if I see it, I'll probably reply and just like educate or say, you know, you are ridiculous. And a lot of the times, a lot of my followers will comment back to them being like, shut like so ruthless like they'll just dig into this human and I'm like you know what that's what you get though that's what you get <laughs> you it is. that's okay that's okay I'm okay with that um but actually there was one there's one human who really 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 made me mad the other day and I just posted a TikTok about really about this human that really made me mad and that's kind of also what I do is like spite TikToks for yeah. people that challenge me in the comments then I make a whole new video about it and then I get 200,000 likes and then I say nah, thank you yeah. <laughs> the idea <laughs> I appreciate it so much <laughs> so that's what we do so I know you've talked about like starting a YouTube channel like what else have you got in the works actually TikTok is um my kind of YouTube substitute is what I said when I first got it because I'm like well I can make TikToks that are short that like I don't really have to watch you know like to edit it or whatever and maybe that'll happen and so far I guess it kind of has been working like my TikTok is not that bad. Dude it's stop being humble. Well like, <laughs> there's definitely some some stuff going on which is cool but I, I I would definitely, I would like to do more, but I just don't know if I can, Okay. you know, but I, I've had a friend reach out to me and he's like, I will edit your videos for YouTube. And, and I was like, no. And that was like months ago. And now I wonder if I can like message him back and be like, hey, so oh. you said that? Like, do you think you can sell? I don't know. But no, I don't know. I think I, I, I might. I think I might need some assistance for that to happen. And honestly, my boyfriend might help me, but I would like to branch out and do more of the things. I'm also not good with Instagram. I used to be good with Instagram yeah. and post every day. Game I was like, game. oh yeah, now I haven't posted in forever. And I, before I had TikToks, I had like 5,000 followers and now I have almost 30,000. And I'm like, okay, well now I gotta do stuff, you know? I don't know how to do stuff on Instagram. I, I feel like I'm so uncultured, but I'm like, I'm so cultured. But you but can Like, I think everyone, ha everyone has their platform. Maybe. Yeah, that might be it. And then you just like, second like, thought or back end, like, oh, right, okay, that looks all right. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll put that on Instagram. Like, right, right. You might as well just do what you like rather than force the ones just for the sake of it. Okay, I like that. Thank you for saying that. Okay, that sounds good. I think that when the time comes, I can do the. I'll do the things. You seem quite confident. Have <laughs> you seem? See, I said seem. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, have you always been this way? Is it just like because my perceived confidence is just a defense mechanism? Like I'd rather take the piss out of myself before someone else says something to me. What's right. it like for you? I have gotten that question a lot and I've been trying to analyze it because I know that I really don't like myself. Mm -hmm. and so when people go oh you seem like so confident I'm like I don't know if that's the right word rather than just being like you are obnoxious and loud I don't know because I feel totally unconfident in myself okay. and in my abilities I have I have like no trust in myself yeah and a lot of the times and when I look back to being in school and like in high school and in middle school when people are absolute jerks I would get made fun of 
a lot for being weird, for being, for having big eyes. That was always one for being too happy, which was weird because I was so depressed all the time, but I just seemed so happy. I just get made fun of for the way I talk and how I was so smart and people thought that I was weird and that I was nerdy. And I think that I also am an actor. Like I've, I've been acting since I was like five. So I kind of take that as like, no, look at this is who I am. Like, I'm going to be like this for everyone. So if you want to say things to me, I'm going to pretend like it doesn't bother me because I know exactly who I am and I'm so confident. And then I go home and I'm like, who am I? I can't do anything. Someone help me make a burrito because I don't know what I'm doing. And I think a lot of the conversations I have with people that I speak with on Instagram are like, I don't know where I stop and the mass begins. Mm -hmm. do you have that kind of struggle as well yeah definitely I think that there's there's a lot of things where um I've been trying for a couple years to stop masking but at the same time it's a defense mechanism right you put on something so people don't it honestly in the best way I can describe masking is feeling like you are an alien that is dropped onto earth and you're trying to convince everyone else that you're a human so you try to do human things you know you've seen those like movies of aliens that are like ah yes that that thing haha funny I'm like that's me like that I'm an alien but I'm trying to convince everyone I'm not an alien so but then sometimes I'm like maybe aliens and humans aren't actually that different like am I doing this because you know I'm trying to be human or am I doing this because maybe aliens and humans have similarities um which is definitely something like a fine line I walk every day and I try to figure out what I actually enjoy and it's hard because some I don't know my feelings that well and how I can articulate what I'm feeling. Like I don't I don't I don't know. It's hard to tell. And so when there's something that I like, I'm I have a hard time figuring out if I actually like it or if I have tricked myself into thinking that I like it. There's still some things that I I, I think about and I'm like, I actually don't know if I if I liked it. I danced for so many years. I know I started dancing because I had the biggest crush on this one girl who was a beautiful dancer. And I'm like, I want to be just like her. You know, I want her to notice me because she's amazing. And then I started dancing. I still don't know if I like dancing. Do you still dance? Yeah. Well, I stopped dancing once I graduated high school. I went to whatever. I know that I like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I think about all the time. I'm like, why did I dance? Why? what I don't know if I like it or not and then at the same time I'm like you gotta have hobbies Paige you gotta like some stuff right I'm like you gotta like doing stuff and so I'm like maybe I just pretend to like stuff for the sake of having something to like I think that's my biggest thing when it comes to masking is like what do I actually want to do yeah question marks (laughs) question marks no idea what would you say to baby Paige who was like getting bullied and terrored like if you could say something to her to like keep her going what would you say oh geez baby Paige you know when you sent me this question too I was like what would I say to myself (laughs) I think that I would I would say you're autistic girl (laughs) first thing I'd shake her and go listen I think I go oh my dog's outside my door she's like what is it 
Uh, every time, like, she literally senses if I get, like, any kind of stress, she's like, what's up? Oh, what so mean? lovely. So random. But um, I think I would tell her that she is different and that I know everyone around her is saying that I am so privileged and cannot be sad and cannot be stressed and I have a good life so I should be happy Mm -hmm. I want to tell her that that's not true and that's not fair and your circumstances are your own and they're valid and yeah some things are harder for you and that's okay I just, I'd tell her, you know, everyone always says, this was a big thing for me when I was younger, is I'd have a problem and everyone would say like, yeah, that happens to everyone. Like I do the same thing. And I'm like, if, how come everyone has these problems then, but I'm the only one that can't deal with it. I'm the only one that it's affecting this way. And my mom would say like, oh, Paige, I totally felt like this. Everyone feels like this all the time. And I, I'd say to her, I'm like, mom, if everyone felt the way I'm feeling right now, everyone would be suicidal because this is the worst thing ever. So I think I tell her, you know what, baby Paige, some things are harder for you. And it's, and that's your new normal. You now have a new normal and I have marker on my thumb. I just noticed (laughs) that. I'm so sorry. I looked in my little thing and I'm like, what the heck is that? That is so random. But I'd, I'd say, yeah, some things, things are hard and now you just have to learn how you deal with those the best in your new normal way. That's such a poetic ending. Thank you. This has been sick. I'm um, really glad that I that I came up with that on the spot. That's it. That's the end of this week's episode. Thank you, Paige, for being a guest. And all of her social links will be in the description. What's it called? Show notes. That's what it is because it's a podcast, isn't it? Um, and so will mine. This episode is up late because I've been struggling to speak. <laughs> um, we recorded it at the beginning of lockdown. I mean, I'm telling you all this, don't even know if you care. But yeah, I recorded it at the beginning of lockdown and I've been going through some things. So communicating verbally has not been that easy for me recently. And being a podcast host, that becomes a little bit challenging. But yeah, I've added all the fun bits and it's up and you're listening. This is good. I'm going to finish off and upload it. Now, next week's episode, I'll be in conversation with Rachel, an autism, autistic autism researcher. Uh, it's a bit of a heavy episode, actually. And, oh, yeah, it's a bit of a heavy episode. We talk about self-harm and its links to autism. And it's, it's, it's really, really interesting. If you can handle listening to conversations on topics like that, then I would 10 out of 10 recommend coming back to listen to it. Have a great week, day, month, year, life. Yeah, (laughs) bye.